0: Chris Scalza here with Matt Howell. And on this episode of The First Run, and Matt and I are going to discuss the Mads Mickelson film from 2012, The Hunt. No, wait, no, that's not right. We're going to discuss the long-delayed Greg Zobel film, The Hunt. This one starring Betty Gilpin of... Matt, what is she in? Glow, thank you. You're always right there for me, which I really appreciate. It. This is kind of her first big thing, Matt. So uh, I'm excited to see how this all rolled out, especially considering the initial delay, a little political uproar about the film's concept, which Matt will talk about in a little bit. And they delayed it, and now it was then pulled because of the uh, coronavirus, folks. So, but you were able to rent it on demand for 20 bucks. So Matt and I will discuss that film and see if it was worth that $20. We're also going to discuss the final film in our martial arts marathon, The Way of the Dragon, Directed by Bruce Lee, not only starring him, but he also produced and wrote it, too. So this is Bruce's baby. We'll see if Bruce delivers the goods. And then we'll tell you what's coming up on your physical media for this week, featuring your streaming and straight to DVD picks, as well as finally closing out the show with our Martial Arts Marathon Awards. Who was the best actor? Who was the best actress? Which had the best fight scene? What was the worst dubbing we experienced? And finally, what was the best film of the series? So let's start everything off with a clip from *The Hunt*.
1: Why would they do something like that? Same reason elites do anything—cause they think they're better than us. Yeah, but but why you? I mean, it seems so personal, right? What? What? You think it's our fucking fault? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm. No, I would never blame the victim. Yeah. Would have to be a reason, is all. Can you think of anything? Anything at all, no matter how minor, that might make somebody want to try something is. As- oh! 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 Oh,
0: oh! my god! Oh What?
1: No! No! No, my god! Stop the car! Stop the car! No! Oh! oh my god! Oh! Are you out of your mind, woman?
0: So there you go, Matt. A lovely little scene, a nice country drive to the road. Or a country road drive through the road driving driving through the country, a nice (laughs) a nice drive through the country, Mm -hmm. a nice drive through the country. Mm -hmm. Matt, what is the hunt all about?
1: So a group of red-blooded, god-fearing, right-wing-leaning Americans wake up bound and gagged. Um, in the middle of the nowhere with access to a bunch of weapons where they're let loose and they're hut down by them GD, gosh darn liberal elites. I think that's accurate.
0: I think that is a fine description. So this thing was pulled. It upset the president as well as a bunch of conservatives at the time, which I didn't understand because the yeah. conservatives in this are the good guys, right? <laughs> and it the whole thing works to mock the uh supposed woke libtards out there right that's now i will say it's all right here's where i go back and forth because there are times that i think the film is quite clever and then other times i think it's exceptionally too heavy-handed that its message is a little creaky you know uh, and it's a little too obvious now this is usually, typically satire you're going to want it to be a little slick and this hits you over the head a little a few a few times Well maybe a little bit too much for me but overall, Matt, I found this to be very much my shit. All right, I, <laughs> there is ample amounts of gore. I think the humor for the most part lands. I can take a joke, right? And I think some mm-hmm. of this stuff is squarely aimed at me, which is fine, because I find right. it kind of amusing at times. It's ridiculous and it has some ridiculous kills, which uh, yeah. I enjoy and I gave it a nice thumbs up for that. It's clever enough. I don't think right. it's as smart or as subtle as some of the recent horror fair, you know, a la your director's peel. But I will say that it is a hoot. I think that Betty Gilpin is the linchpin of this thing. I think she anchors it with a fun performance that revels in just how ridiculous this entire affair is. And I, I really enjoyed this thing. What about you?
1: I didn't have much expectation going into this thing. That's the key. I think too. Yeah knowing who the writers are between with Lindelof and cues. I mean, obviously they are no kind of right wing. They're very liberal leaning guys. So I was not, I was a little weirded out by the fact of where they were going with this, but I, at the same time, it's like, you know what? They're making fun of everybody in this thing. Everybody in this is completely ridiculous. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just kind of, if you just kind of go along with it and just be on board for the ridiculousness you're gonna have a good time i really enjoyed betty gilpin's performance but even though she was the best part of the film she would do these things and make these weird uh choices as far as like her mannerisms and the looks that she would give that was just like wow those are some really interesting acting choices i don't know if i would have gone with that but um it's yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's it's also a lot of fun to just say this is the ultimate hey, it's that guy movie where like, you know, you see people that you've seen in a bunch of other things and they, they are on the screen relatively briefly and then they then they disappear, never to be seen again. So that was kind of a hoot as well. But um honestly, I think we're the target audience to this thing. We yeah. like kind of trashy, campy, you know, violent films that have tongue pr- firmly planted in cheeks. So I was right on board with this thing. No, yeah, I I agree with you. I mean,
0: Emma Roberts is in this. Ike Barinholtz is in this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of e- Ethan Suppley. If you go back to your uh, view of skew verse back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. You had a key role in Rats. I mean, it's, it's a it's a schooner, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Now there and there's also like, Hilary Swank is in this, but I was it an, like a secret thing because they play her out like it's some secret reve- big reveal that Hilary Swank was in this. I thought she was in the trailers.
1: Yeah, she was in the commercials, yeah.
0: So I kind of felt that reveal fell relatively flat. Maybe if you had avoided all the commercials, you could, right. you could oh, hey, it's Hillary Swank, kind of slumming it in a great right. little way. But she's certainly, I think, evil enough in her narcissism where I think her character really works as well uh, to get a little taste of what Matt's talking about. Unfortunately, it's obviously, it's an audio medium, an auditory medium, but that scene we just played is like an exact representation of what Matt's talking about because he's talking to them and she just starts making this, mm, you know, when she starts, it's just, it's really funny. And she is a lot of fun in this thing. So, yeah, I I, 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 I enjoyed it. It's... One thing I think is clever about it too is that you could very easily reverse the roles in this film. And right. I think it would work just as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why it, it, it does work and it's very clever. So... Matt, I guess the big question, was it worth the twenty dollars?
1: I've gotten so cheap with my movies just because I've been so spoiled with A-List. It was it's hard for me to say that it is, but at the same time, you know what? I'm I'm glad they made this available in this time. Obviously, a lot of films have been pushed back. I don't know what studios are gonna do. So I'm hoping that this and Emma and what was the other big release that came out on Bloodshot? Bloodshot. And even films that have been out for a while like Onward. I hope people kind of take advantage of this um, because the way you got to think of it, guys, is yeah, me and Chris were shut-ins with no friends anyway, so we we're watching it by ourselves. But you know, you could have a bunch of people over for a single twenty dollars, and a lot of people can watch this. So yeah. it's a, it'll be a great experiment to see how this works. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not upset. I spent the twenty dollars, although I kind of wish I owned it now for spending twenty dollars. That's I think the key.
0: Yeah, if if we had a copy, if you if we got a digital download of it later, I would, or maybe even do it 25, then I would feel a little bit better, uh, about spending the 20 bucks. I understand the pricing model of it. Cause like you say, you can get a bunch of people together. Now you're supposed to be practicing social distancing. And here in Tampa, I think today the stay home order thing went out into effect. Okay. I think uh, where you are in Connecticut, you've been operating under it for about a week now, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. About a week and a half. Yeah.
0: All right. So I agree with you I think it's I think it was worth it I think I don't know if it's the uh, the balm or the elixir for our times maybe we're looking for but it does I think let a little steam out you know I think a little steam escapes the valve there uh, and it's fun and it works what are you giving the hunt man
1: I'm gonna give it a b plus um, it's a fun little uh you know kind of B movie thriller
0: yeah I give it a B so uh, I like we just trade positioning <laughs> in the letter grades.
1: We, we do yeah so
0: B plus one week for me, B for you, the next week B for me, B plus for you. It's fun. And you know, it's a I tight 89 minutes. So zips by it is.
1: You know, the guy from Orlando, that's Sturgill Simpson. I he I he, wow, I did not realize that. He's a really good he's a really good uh, country artist. You should check him out. He's weird. It's
0: fun. Uh, yeah, fun. I've heard of him. He's listed here in the cast as vanilla nice.
1: Vanilla Nice, yeah. I like I'm looking at the the cat's you notes, know, Emma Roberts' yoga pants.
0: Clint Howerton from It's Always Sunny is fun. Yeah. Macon Blair was always great, pops up on yeah. this thing.
1: So Wayne Duvall as Don, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, good times.
0: There you are. Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Would love to hear your thoughts on The Hunt. Did you pay and see it to see it? Or did you pay the 20 bucks? Did you think it was worth it? Let us know. And if you haven't seen it, the Mads Mickelson 2012 film called The Hunt as well, it's fantastic. If, I don't know. Have you ever seen that, Matt? I haven't. No. He plays. It's a. Um, what is Mads? He's is he Swedish? I think so. Well, it's anyway. It's in his. It's in, in his native tongue, and he plays a gentleman who is accused of molesting a child, and in, in a small town, and how everything kind of happens as that you know, as it spreads across the town like you right. know, like wildfire that he's okay. been accused of this. It's it's really quite good. Very different film. Very different film, I'm sure. All right, <laughs> but still very, very good. Okay, I saw the real Artways. It's like one of the last things I saw there. I miss <laughs> that place. Next time I'm in Connecticut, I'll have to find a reason to go. All right. Moving along, Matt. For you four K people, this is your week. Now I'm about to play a clip for you. Spoilers. All right but also try try and contain the groans and enjoy
1: there's been no one for so long who are you Ray Ray Ho Ray Skywalker.
0: So Matt, when I went to go see this, I actually was at a softball game. And it was like that opening night, and they were it was one of the few Dolby Theaters. It just opened up here. Right. Uh, this is a brand new Dolby Theater, and I don't think everybody knew that it was there. So I went from my softball game, came home, showered, and bolted out the door to make the 1030 screening of this thing. And during that scene, somebody yelled out, Don't say it! Don't say it. <laughs> So of course that is Daisy Ridley and the Rise of Skywalker coming up on March 31st. Best Buy gives you steel book. Target is a digital book with an exclusive digital extra. I don't know what it is. Walmart has some cool fold-out packaging for the case. Includes a feature-length documentary called The Skywalker Legacy, which is supposed to be quite good, and from what I understand, may actually be available on Disney Plus right now. There are a bunch of other making-of featurettes and another digital exclusive, the Maestro's finale. Composer John Williams reflects on his body of work for the Star Wars saga, including insights on Rise of Skywalker. That almost may be worth it, your price of admission right there, just mm. to see that. So, But that's not all, Matt. Not only do you get your Rise of Skywalker on physical media, your Blu-rays, your DVDs, your 4Ks, but all of the films are getting their A, individual 4K releases, and then B, a gigantic set called the Skywalker Saga, available exclusively for now at Best Buy for a mild $250. Are you going to buy that set, Matt, or are you going to pick and choose?
1: I will probably pick and choose, if I'm being honest. Um, $250 is a lot of of scratch. It's a lot of Jake. Um, So I... I don't know. I I pretend the prequels don't exist, and I'm underwhelmed by the sequels, so I don't know if I can bring myself to spend $250 for three movies that I really like.
0: Will you buy the prequels in 4K? Is there, what, what's the price point for you to pull the trigger on that?
1: It'd have to be pretty low, maybe like $10.
0: That's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, then I'm never going to get them, and I'm not going to be sad for it. Disney i mean i can know. i can watch them um, i can watch disney plus whenever i want to stream movies that i barely like i
0: saw today too because i was pulling all the resources together for the show that the uk has cut the streaming quality or disney has i think at, okay. at their request so the quality won't be as good i guess they actually do show in 4k though even then you're still your physical disc is the way to go right but they will have a bit of a quality loss we'll see how bad it is in regards to all the films i will definitely get the original trilogy in 4k Mm -hmm. me too and i will not buy i don't think i'm going to rebuy force awakens i don't just don't think it's worth it plus with the like you said you have disney plus and i believe that does the apple tv download have a 4k i'm not sure i will be getting rise of skywalker in 4k as well. I will not be getting Rogue One. I will not be getting Solo. And I don't know if I'll get the prequels. I don't know. I could. Because yeah. I've never upgraded them. I have them on yeah. DVD.
1: So you wouldn't, would you, would you, you're, are you going to do Last Jedi? Are you going to rebu- rebuy Last Jedi in 4K? I already
0: have that on 4K. Oh, you already have it
1: in 4K. I don't own Rogue One or Solo, and I enjoy those a lot. So I probably would get those in 4K. But definitely no prickles. and I I'm with you. I think I have, I think I have the Last Jedi already in Blu-ray, so I, I don't think I'd upgrade that either. Fair enough.
0: You know what's interesting too? The I don't like the the, the look of the set. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't care for it. You can okay. Google it right now. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. I don't care for it. But and maybe I can post this link too. The UK Blu-ray set is gorgeous. I really really? love it, but it's only Blu-ray. There's no 4K. It's a UK blue set, which is exceptionally disappointing. It still includes the Hamill letter. I guess that's one thing where Hamill wrote this little letter that's included in each set. Uh, I'm assuming copies, not originals. And it's it just looks great. It's much more compact and shelf-friendly. I just think it looks very sleek and clean, unlike the uh, Best Buy set, which is just too bad, because I'd love to get that in 4K. I would almost consider getting them all in 4K because I only have one in 4K right now, technically, because that because that, that box set looks so nice. But eh, not going to happen. <laughs> so here's the other big question I have for you, Matt, and then we'll move along. Bill Hunt of the Digital Bits posted in his review, which he's reviewed the original trilogy. They're all available on right now, and he raves about each one. I guess they look and sound fantastic with lots of great features. Not all mm-hmm. the special features are included from previous uh, releases, but... You can go through each one. His list is is, is exhaustive. So I'm not going to go through everything here, but there are a bunch of deleted scenes included in each one. So I'm very excited really? about that. Nice. But he posts a question. He statement, actually, a question. He thinks this is the last time these will be available on physical media.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. I recently moved into a new house, so I had to buy some new TVs, and I was out there looking. They're pushing 8Ks, but... The challenge with streaming is you, your internet's just not going to keep up with the bandwidth required to actually utilize those TVs. So, either, mm-hmm. so something's got to give. Either people are not going to buy those TVs because you're never going to get the full use out of it, or you got to continue with physical media. It's got to be one or the other. Because, but the problem is, I think most people would be willing to sacrifice image quality even if they still bought 8K TVs. Um, in exchange for not having to buy physical media. That saddens me.
0: Can we even see how much clearer is 8K going to be? Like, um, at what I point, think, isn't your eye just, is not as perceptible? To...
1: Yeah, I read somewhere, I don't know if it's 12K or 16K, but at that point, you're, you best, you basically cannot tell any, any finer detail at all.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't, I think I'm done i think i'm maxing out of 4k i'm i'm gonna be 45 this year i just don't <laughs> your know You're already yeah <laughs> i just don't know if it makes sense for me how much better can, i have dolby atmos i have a dolby atmos receiver i have a built-in home theater system in my living room you know i don't
1: but what's going to end up happening is that at some point your tv's gonna crap out you're gonna need a new one you know you can get you'll be able to get in you know a 100 inch 8k for like 500 bucks and that's what you're gonna buy you know yeah, so like that's that's what it's gonna happen.
0: likely be 60 at that point so who knows yeah. but in between in between drooling sessions and stuff yeah did i tell you i found that i'm farsighted are you i found out wow about two weeks ago and it has crushed me
1: so you're gonna have to start wearing readers yep yep wow
0: i'm very upset <laughs> Cause I try in my head, I don't feel old, right? But right. every now and then you get these big signposts that come up, yeah, just as now. a reminder.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I went to my my doctor, my eye doctor, when I after right after I turned forty, and she was all I never had a problem reading the little thing before, yeah. and I didn't. And she's like, read as low as you can. She's like, oh, you can't read as low as you used to be able to, even last year. So. My vocals are going to be in your future, so it could be worse, my friend. You, know, you could be like me, who's nearsighted already, and now they're gonna. Now it's gonna get even worse. Nice.
0: It would I was actually. What hit me was I was looking at the Casino Royale 4K individual set. No, I was looking on my phone, the special features, because I was trying to figure out if it had a digital. Co- I can't remember what it was looking at. I'm trying to. I'm trying to read the back of it on my phone, and I can't read it. And, I, and it, it's all fuzzy to me. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I know I could read this just a short time ago. Anyway, all right. We try not to do personal stuff. We're not one of those stupid shows where just a couple bros hanging out for an hour. All right. Yeah. So there you go. St- Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. The current war is being released, includes a director's cut. Man, the movie theater near me really tried to push this. First, they released a regular, and they released a director's cut this kind of independent film, but it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, Nicholas Holt, Catherine Waterston, and Tom Holland. And it's about, I guess, the uh, the rivalry between Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse uh, as they try to create a sustainable system for electricity. It includes an audio commentary by the director, Alfonso Gomez Rajan, as well as some deleted scenes. A film that we'll be discussing in a couple short weeks, VFW by Joe Begos, who gave us Bliss, Matt, which we reviewed just a few weeks ago. Includes two audio commentaries by the filmmaker and a couple making of featurettes. Shout Factory is releasing Billy Crystal and Benny Schwaz's film Standing Up, Falling Down. Uh, If you're not familiar with Ben Schwartz, he played John Raffio in Parks and Rec, one of my favorite characters, and House of Lies or House of Pies, if you're a comedy Bang Bang fan. So uh, this is the latest film made it together. Includes a commentary by the director, Matt Ratner. It features also Schwartz and Crystal and more. The Captain... This is based on a real-life incident, Matt, in 2018 in May when the cockpit windshield of a Szechuan Airlines flight shattered while the plane was flying at 30,000 feet. They were above the Tibetan Plateau. The co-pilot was sucked halfway out of the cockpit and passengers started losing consciousness due to low pressure, but the captain managed to land the plane safely. That's their own version of uh, Sully. <laughs> New to Blu-ray, Criterion is giving us the Prince of Tides, a brand new 4K restoration of the Barbara Streisand Helm film, an audio commentary recorded back in 91 and updated in 2019 is included, a making of featurette from 91 as well, and some interviews, some deleted scenes, alternate takes, alternate end credits, and more. And then to go along, Matt, with our film we'll be talking about in a few minutes, Fist of Fear, Touch of Death. It's a brand-new 4K restoration of a film about a reporter who interviews fighters and promoters about Bruce Lee, intercut with footage from old Bruce Lee films and pseudo-documentary footage. It includes interviews with stars Fred Williamson and Ron Van Cleef as a special feature. And then I didn't realize there was a whole Bruce-ploitation. Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, like when he kind of went off, I mean, there were, especially after he passed away, there was all kinds of, of films that came out starring Bruce Lee with two with L E or L I or you know just just people who are vaguely different who dressed like him mm-hmm. just try and trick people into going to see it. So
0: yeah, I think for this film too they used archival footage and then stand-ins and shot them from the back type of stuff yeah. on this one too, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they would do. Huh. Vinegar Syndrome is releasing Extro Three. Watch the stars. I was not aware of any prior Extro Three films. This is supposedly the third and most violent entry in the trilogy. It's a group of military personnel have been assembled, to they believe, to locate and disarm old active explosives, which have been left unattended at a former army base on a remote island. But when they arrive at the deserted island, they soon discover that something doesn't seem quite right about their mission. It's a brand new 2K restoration from the original camera, negative, and a couple new interviews. Vinegar Syndrome is also um, breaking out the Angel box set. Do you remember that cover to the Angel? movie back in the early 80s about the woman. She's like a student during the day and then she's a prostitute at night and she (laughs) gets revenge when one of her friends is assaulted.
1: Uh, No, no, I don't.
0: (laughs) It was a big formative uh, cover for me back going into the movie to the uh, video stores when I was like 12 or 13. All right. So anyway, there were three movies in the series and Vinegar is uh, releasing the three of them individually. They're previously part of a box set. Your straight to DVD pick of the week, Matt, is Eat, Brains, Love. Eat brains love is a laugh out loud funny, surprisingly romantic zombie road trip movie filled with heart
1: and brains. It's
0: supposed to be pretty gory too, I don't know. But there you go. What should we be streaming this week?
1: All right, so I'm going to recommend a very early Stanley Kubrick entry available on Amazon Prime, The Killing, Kubrick oh, Criminal Johnny Clay recruits a sharpshooter, a crooked police officer, a bartender, and a betting teller named George, among others, for one last job before he goes straight and gets married. But when George tells his restless wife about the scheme to steal millions from the racetrack where he works, she hatches a plot of her own. A really cool film noir, and it's always fun to watch, you know, early Stanley Kubrick. His early films seem to get lost, I think, in a lot of uh, people's kind of filmography.
0: No, the killer is just fantastic. This is it. I'm all excited, about You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. It's going to have some fun. Bruce Lee finally returns. He's in our martial arts marathon. It's the closer. Do we go out on top? Do we hit a home run? Let's go ahead and uh, find out. Ah! Huh? Huh?
1: Jimmy. 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 Is okay? Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy! Jimmy, Chinese boxing. (laughs) Bastard. We'll get him in the end. If only I knew how. He'd see Chinese boxing. Can beat any of his barbaric tricks. I'll go. We'll show him.
0: Chinese boxing. Yeah, Chinese box of hmm. All right, Matt, this is an 89% in Rotten Tomatoes based off of 86, 86 participants' audience score and nine professional reviews. And mm-hmm. uh, what am I missing? So there is a restaurant in Rome and Chinchengua, and her uncle Wang are running into some trouble with some local gangsters. They want to, the boss wants to buy the property, right? So they appeal to their uncle in Hong Kong, who sends one of his young martial artist master friend, Tang Wung, played by Bruce Lee, to kind of help things out. And this is not good. Not (laughs) not at all.
1: What? How dare you? How dare you?
0: It is very amateurish at times. There are a few scenes where the camera adjusts in mid-scene, like to get the angle Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And it's, there's lots of padding. We're in Rome, and Lee Mm -hmm. makes sure that you know that over and over and over. There's lots (laughs) of, it's just weird tourist stops. Lee has IBS, I think, throughout the film because Mm -hmm. he keeps asking where the bathroom is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last fight is great. All right, don't get me wrong. It's Belieber's Colt, who of course is played by Chuck Norris. This is Chuck Norris. This is his first film role,
1: right? This is. I think Zimbabwe. so. Yeah, I think so.
0: And on that, listen. <clears throat> uh, there's also an offensive Asian gay disco cowboy gangster, <laughs> <laughs> which I found a little disconcerting, but it's not without its <laughs> charms. The fight scenes are pretty good and i kind of look at this as film zero for what matt loves about these movies mm-hmm. am i mm-hmm. right
1: yeah so um i'll freely admit other than the chuck norris fight and the chinese spare ribs guy with the the guy that like the the stereotypical like 70s like you know jive talking guy talks about chinese spare ribs and he punches the guy in the in the ribs <laughs> like i <laughs> i remember those two pieces and i didn't remember anything else about this movie and this is and i've been rewatching the simpsons this is this had a meet with like when are we going to get to the box factory like this is like it, it, it takes a long time to get there there's kind of like he's trying to be funny um he's trying to have these kind of slapsticky jokey things mm-hmm. but they're not really working but it has like all the and it's weird because this is his, I mean, he only made four movies, right? So this is like his, he's already, he's already done fist of fury. He's already done the big boss. And like, those were huge hits in Hong Kong. And now he's doing this. This is right before he goes and makes um, enter the dragon, which is a fantastic film. And he's just still kind of feeling himself out. He's kind of getting his legs under him. This is like his first foray as writer, director, producer, and everything doesn't work. You know, not everything works, but, you know, it has his usual cast of people, his actors in it who, you know, they're the same people who play generally the same character in all of his films. And I don't care what anybody says, when this thing is on, it's on. And the fight scenes in this are better than any of the fight scenes of, the, of pretty much any of the ones that we've seen. I mean, this is the first yeah. time he pulled out the nunchucks. This is... Just the the whole thing—just him beating up on these like 110-pound, like seven-foot-tall, like uh, European guys from the '70s who have zero muscle mass on them—is absolutely fantastic. I loved every bit of that. But everything around it is is just not good. It's just not good. No, I I like the heavy-set
0: Italian guy with the with the handlebar mustache. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like he just walked out of a pizzeria and got kind of (laughs) rustled into this whole making of this film. But yeah, no, it's there's a one scene too where where Bruce gets picked up by a sex worker, right? And he, she brings him back to his apartment, and then he just kind of mm-hmm. walks out, you know? right? Like I actually said out loud, "What the f is happening? <laughs> I, what is going on in this movie?" <laughs> it was really weird,
1: but you know, it's what? got a lot of ideas. It's got a lot it, of it, ideas. It, it, it
0: does. <laughs> That's certainly one way to put it. But to have, I think, what the brilliant move is. I think the only reason he filmed this thing in Rome, if he even did. I think maybe he just went there and did some exteriors, right? right. But he's still basing the, the the final confrontation with Chuck Norris in the Coliseum is inspired. I think yeah. it's very clever. I actually appreciated how he shot that particular thing, kind mm-hmm. of uh, all these kind of long w- long lenses where you see both of them, you know, and they're entire they fill up the frame each. Right. They look kind of larger yeah. than life, and uh, that scene is is quite good mm-hmm. between the, the big fight between the two of them. So it almost makes up for everything else that's really weird and offsetting (laughs) off putting i say and just
1: weird i don't i think he was trying to stretch himself as an actor he wanted to he didn't want the same character he's been playing so he had to play a kind of a goofy you know um having problems with the european food doesn't understand fish out of water is that what that's about yeah yeah that's what it is he's he's a fish out of water he doesn't know how to interact with a culture that's not his own so that's part of the joke is that Look at, I think probably to the Chinese audience as well as like you know, look at these you know, oafish Italians or whatever. So,
0: I wonder how much of this these marathons have just been lost in translation. Stuff that I just don't get because we're not part of that culture.
1: Yeah, but we were right on board with the Street Fighter. We were right in there, and that's true. And Fist of Fury also fantastic. You don't need anything special to be a part of that.
0: That's true. And I did enjoy the Asian gay disco cowboy gangster.
1: I think that guy appears – I don't remember him being in Fist of Fury. Was he in Fist of Fury? I want to say he's oh, in, a his, in a lot of his uh, movies. I'm going to look that up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't
1: tell you. Best type. actor. He's my best actor. Spoiler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away the Dragon of Sea, Matt. Uh, basically, the film is saved by him and Norris, and then the other inter- inter- entertaining and fun fight scenes, but that's really about it.
1: Yeah i i can't bring myself to give it anything less than a b minus although i i had blocked out a lot of of what uh of what uh the what, everything else in this movie i was a little surprised at how slow it really is in ridiculous mm. spots
0: yeah and it's only like nine that's 100 minutes okay but yeah.
1: still,
0: all right and why didn't the why didn't the guy who runs the restaurant just fire his employees why did well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah, you
1: don't want to spoil like a forty-year-old movie. I mean, um, hell, the bigger question is, why does he all of a sudden decide to kill his employees? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> why does <laughs> he fire him? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't anyway,
0: anybody else? Way of the Dragon was streaming on Prime. We missed the window. We got that. We watched it on Pluto with mm-hmm. commercials with a, I'm assuming, far inferior print. But. Yeah. <laughs> Still, um it is currently streaming on Pluto with commercials. They have a specific commercial arts channel. Did you know they have a James Bond channel? I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that I was like, oh Chris, Chris, if you I mean you probably own them all anyway, so of what's course. the difference? But but you can put that on in the background, you know.
0: That's another 4K another decision I'm gonna have to make. I never upgraded Blu-rays for Tomorrow Never Dies. There's two two or three Bond films I never got on Blu-ray. Anyway. Way the Dragon and email feedback at thefirstrun.com and let's do it it's time to hand out some awards time to glad hand have a good time have a couple drinks get blitzed have a party it's our martial arts marathon awards let's do this That, of course, is your legendary Shaw Brothers opening to all of their films. Matt, I just didn't have the energy, the heart to try and grab another clip from another one of the martial arts films. So I got right. lazy, and I thought, you know what? I want to honor the Shaws and do a, just play their, their opening to their films. And now you're hearing the trailer music underneath us right now from *Way of the Dragon. Because that's how exceptional. I'm sorry, no. This was, this was the Crippled Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, check it out, because it's also slightly offensive. So, <laughs> but it's, it's very clever and funny. All right. So, here are our awards. We're going to discuss actor, actress, worst dubbing, I should say, best fight, and then finally, the best picture in the series. Matt, why don't you start us off? Who was the best actor that we saw in this marathon? Oh, and, and uh, what, actually, let's why don't you tell the fine folks, too, let's run down what films are in contention again, just as a reminder, in case people are joining us right. late.
1: So in no particular order, just in the order that I can remember them, um, Crippled Avengers, The One-Armed Swordsman, The Legendary Weapons of China, Come Drink With Me, and The Way of the Dragon. There you go. So for actor, um, I went with Yu Hua. Um, He plays... And I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the character's name. Um Fondepec. Yes, thank you. Who was the kind of drunken master from Come Drink With Me. I thought he gave a pretty good um comedic performance, but he also kind of unhinged a little bit. I was kind of on I was on board with what he was putting down.
0: I agree because he's my pick as well. I think he I go back and forth. I don't know if it was the best overall. I guess it would be the best, but it was certainly the most fun performance that we had in this entire marathon where he is trying to help out the golden swallow and being very kind of subtle and, and funny about it as well and it was the most accessible and most entertaining performance i think we saw in this entire marathon so i mm-hmm. agree with you i think yu ha's performance as the uh, drunken knight or drunken cat i guess depending on your translation mm-hmm. um, was my favorite performance of the series so then I'll give. We'll go back and forth. I'll give you actress Matt. I'm gonna go with. I think there's only one option.
1: Really, there really is only one option. And yeah. it's
0: Shang Pei Pei as the Golden Swallow and come drink with me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seemed out of all the female characters, she seemed to be the only one that really had a, a major role. That too, <laughs> yeah, was seemed fleshed out at all in any of these films. So, and I still we still haven't identified why in this marathon all the women. Tend to be mistaken for book for men, mm. um, at least in the medieval. What is it? What period is that? Is it called? Is it not medieval? What is it? The feudal Japan?
1: Yeah, feudal. I think yeah.
0: So, but yeah, it's not to belittle the performance, but it's almost hers by default. Because these these films don't seem to really uh, expand or or lift up the uh, female roles in any of the films. So.
1: Yeah, I I would say I mean the closest contender we have is Nora Mao from uh, from the the Way of the Dragon as um, Bruce Lee's kind of like not I mean are they cousins like like I, I don't know what their relation is but basically her his guide and, and confidant and. Everybody, the person he hangs out with, but it's no comparison to Golden Swallow. I mean, that's obviously the, the obvious layup choice.
0: What about the... Um, oh boy, I'm blanking on her name now. The woman who was responsible for the cutting off the arm of the one-armed swordsman.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she was annoying. I didn't like her. So. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Matt, which film had the best slash worst dubbing?
1: Um. So... If worshipping by best, I mean, yes. I'm gonna go with Crippled Avengers. Um, just every there, there were just some chef's kiss like moments in Crippled Avengers, and that's what I'm sticking with. Although, Way of the Dragon for Chinese Spare Ribs is a real close second.
0: <laughs> I went with Way of the Dragon because not yeah, okay. only was it bad, sometimes it was late, uh, yeah. and almost incoherent with the scenes that were going on. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's I think Way of the Dragon was definitely the clear winner. I agree with you, though. Um, the uh, Crippled, was, you said Crippled Avengers yeah. it was, uh, was, is, a, is a close contender. But for me, just watching this thing is... Yeah, no. I couldn't think of any other film to give it to, but Way of the Dragon. It is really <laughs> that bad.
1: yeah it is it is it's really the overacting of the dub with like some of the really wooden acting of these like italian gangsters or whatever it is just just it is is so hilarious like they literally set got like went to like found some accountant or something on the on the side of the street and like hey you want to be in a movie and they said sure
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, the way they just in the clip for way the dragon when he talks about chinese boxing it was i know uh, it was. It's so bad. It becomes art. Really, it is. is it it's is. fantastic. It's
1: one of the best parts, man.
0: All right. So I think what I, cups. I think what I know what the what the fight best fight scene is. But why don't you tell us?
1: It's Chuck Norris and and Bruce Lee, two yeah. titans of the of the of the karate screen, man, of the martial arts screen. It's in really, the Coliseum, I mean, in the Coliseum, with Chuck's just ludicrous and luscious amounts of body hair, just like an, an entire like. Pelt all over that guy. That
0: was disconcerting, wasn't it? Especially the back <laughs> hair almost looked like wings. At some point, it was very.
1: <laughs> I know it was a '70s baby, but still, come on! Have I've little, never seen grooming. like such localized, concentrated clumps of hair on a man's shoulder. Like it's, it looks like he's got two ferrets sitting on his <laughs> shoulders.
0: I mean, you, you couldn't plan it that many better. If was a makeup <laughs> artist or something, it's this is weird i'm glad bruce lee kicked his ass mm-hmm. no that's exactly it i can't think of another fight that was more consequential important and 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 thrilling than chuck norris and bruce lee going out of course it's pretty mustache chuck norris as well but yes all right matt why don't you tell everybody then this is your marathon what was the best film in our second run here
1: Um, so i went into this um with the rose-colored glasses and the distance of decades of not having seen it expecting way of the dragon to be my number one film but it's not um i went with um come drink with me as my favorite film um i believe seeing kind of the roots of the wuxia film thank you sean um (laughs) for for uh those roots being put down and just kind of just the craft in that is like head and shoulders above all the other ones that we saw just in the, the sets and the the locations and just the shot, everything about It's just, it's just a lot more care put into creating the film.
0: I agree with you entirely. It really is the only film in the series that I got that close to an A I I gave it an A minus, I believe. And it is the most entertaining, most fully realized, most interesting and intricate film of the entire series. It's, it's a lot of fun, it's fascinating, it's well acted, well designed, well put together, just like everything you just said. So it was clear, just heads above, I think, every other film we have saw in this marathon. I enjoyed all of them to some degree, but Come Drink With Me really was the clear winner of this mm-hmm. marathon, and I'm, I'm glad we did it just, well, to see Come Drink With Me, but also to see Bruce Lee
1: and Chuck Norris fight. Yeah, <laughs> and don't forget a, a kitten spectator.
0: That's right. I forgot <laughs> about the kitten. So what are you doing, Bruce? Uh, that was fun. I'm glad we uh, did that marathon, Matt. That was a good... Maybe we'll see if we revisit for a third time next year. Yeah, we have, to, do we have year. to get out of China, right? Isn't that the issue? Yeah. Or?
1: So that was the thing. So this, this one, and I think even the last one, they were all Chinese movies. And I think almost... I think like 80% of them were like Shaw brothers, Hong Kong films at that. So I'm going to make a, although I will say Chris, that may mean we have to move into some later decades. Like we may have to get into like the eighties, nineties, maybe even early aughts for some of those films. Cause some of those, they didn't really produce films like, you know, in places like Thailand until much later.
0: Fair enough. So we'll be going back to kind of one-off films for the next few weeks, but Mm -hmm. don't forget folks beginning in uh, late April. We were going to begin our raunchy '80s comedy marathon, starting with Porky's. We'll be doing Bachelor Party, Screwballs, Zapped, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah.
1: In so I what? That, what's what's more upset? What do you think is more concerning? The fact that you just you can't believe that you ever thought any of this stuff was funny, or that you still think some of this is even with the bad is still pretty funny. What would be what would be worse?
0: That's a good question. Probably the latter. To, to, <laughs> to in my elder wiser days to still find some of this like something like zapped if i walk right. out of this marathon saying zapped was like the best film <laughs> i have some serious counseling sessions i'm probably going to need to sign up for real fast right. yeah okay. i don't know man zapped zapped terrifies me it really does
1: <laughs> i don't know screwballs doesn't look much better to be quite honest that's true
0: that's true so that'll be a
1: lot of fun maybe Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is this is I think this is a good choice. I'm I'm really looking forward to being challenged with some films we've got going on here.
0: That'll be good. Next week we're going to be discussing Swallow, and then the animated film that was up for our Best Animated Feature, mm-hmm. I Lost My Body, which we hear great things about. So Matt, you brought that to our attention. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. In the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and go over to the site itself, thefirstrun.com. And you'll be able to find us on all the stuff. Uh, if you go over to the YouTube channel, we're going to, we started including some behind the scenes stuff, maybe stuff after the show, stuff before the show, but some exclusive content there for uh, stuff on YouTube. Uh, in the meantime, as always, shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review We'll read it on the air and it'll help other people find the show. And that's it. So we're going to take a one more break. This one's a little more extended. Everybody, please stay safe. Practice your social distancing. Stay home. Watch some more movies. If you go to our last show, is our last show? We give you a, uh, a pick per genre. Yeah, we did. To uh, check out stuff on the streamings as well as we have some other bonus picks as well. So we will keep you busy. In the meantime, we will see you all soon. Take care.
1: Yeah, Chinese boxes of yeah. you! Hm.